Thanks for being with us here on Show Me Today. Missouri is using a variety of ways to help people struggling with addiction. Elisa Nelson talks to Nora Bach with the Missouri Department of Mental Health about the state of addiction in Missouri and what the state is doing to help. I think it's important to understand that addiction is very pervasive. And when we use the term addiction, we're talking about individuals who are um, physiologically and sometimes psychologically dependent on a substance. And that can include alcohol. It can include uh, methamphetamine, marijuana, um, opioids. It runs the gamut. Um, I think what's important to understand is that it affects all classes, all ages. It does not discriminate. Um, so I think when we talk about how does addiction affect Missouri, I think it's um, certainly safe to say addiction affects everything. It affects family relationships. It affects work performance. It affects illegal activities. And so I think it's incredibly important issue for us as a, as a society to to better understand and educate ourselves about. In terms of the Missouri budget, um, we've been very fortunate to get consistent support from the General Assembly in terms of dollars uh, to support substance use treatment. In recent years, a lot of funding has come actually from the federal government. Um, prior to COVID uh, dollars, we received block grants, and so that regularly supports our um, efforts in the areas of prevention, treatment, and recovery. We also have discretionary grants, um, meaning it's sort of a specific grant outside of the block grants for opioids. And um, so that has been something we've had for the last probably decade. Um, we continue to get those grants. And most recently, the opioid response grants have also included stimulant use disorders. So we can use those dollars to address both of those um, uh, use disorders. So we are also looking forward to having more sustained support through the opioid settlement funds um, that are making its way into Missouri. And then more recently, I think the cannabis tax fund will show some promise in terms of longer-term sustainability to provide resources for individuals who are impacted by addiction. You know, you talked about methamphetamine, marijuana, opioids, alcohol. Um, I, what is Missouri spending uh, time on combating the most? Um, it, or, or is it those three or those four things? Actually, if we look at the reason most people, and I'm going to say adults, most adults are admitted into treatment, there are three top contenders, alcohol, methamphetamine, and opioids. You see marijuana much more in the adolescent, you know, in younger populations, but in terms of um, the substances that individuals are struggling with most, it is the top three of alcohol, methamphetamine, and opioids. And while the opioids have certainly gotten the most attention, uh, rightly so, because overdose rates are staggering and um, not to be trivial, trivialized at all, but the truth is that alcohol will also kill you and it kills probably more people. It just does so more insidiously. So a lot of folks are impacted by comorbid health conditions that are worsened by the use of alcohol. And it's so socially accepted that a lot of individuals don't consider their alcohol use 
to be problematic. Um, so I, I think it's really important that the general public understand that, you know, definitely alcohol is legal and lots of folks enjoy it, but it is something that you need to monitor for your own health. You know, I'm glad you brought up that point because um, I'm looking at this report released by the Substance Abuse Prevention and Treatment Task Force uh, through the Missouri legislature. And it, in the report, it says deaths by substance in 2022 and by far smoking attributable deaths lead. And so when you're talking about alcohol being kind of just accepted, legal, and all that, do you deal much with also um, smoking addiction? Does that seem to also um, be something that you uh, have to try and combat a lot as well statewide? So it's not something that our folks treat primarily. So it's a it's a big focus in our prevention programs because we certainly want to prevent or delay youth uh, from using anything, and that includes tobacco. Um, and so it's, it's really important on that end, but you're not going to get admitted to a substance use treatment program because of your smoking addiction or your, you know, your tobacco addiction, but a lot of people who are dealing with substance use disorders are also smokers. So you can try to address you know, two in one, but generally those are not statistics that the Department of Mental Health reports out on. Talk about the importance of using medication-assisted treatment to combat addiction and how these medications work and how effective they are. Well, let's keep in mind I'm not a physician, so you're, you're not going to hear me talk much about how it works in the brain, but we'll keep it pretty high level. Uh, first, I would start with The best thing to understand is that the FDA has approved medications to treat alcohol use disorder and opioid use disorder. Right now, there are no FDA-approved medications to treat things like stimulant use disorder, which would include methamphetamine or the other substances. So um, within alcohol use disorder, there are generally considered to be three types of medication. And then within uh, opioid use disorder, there are also basically three medications. Um, Only one of those medications crosses over into both types of disorders. And they do work a little bit differently. Each one works a little bit differently. Um, Some of them can help curb cravings, and cravings is really uh, a strong piece of addiction. We can't even imagine what what those urges are like. So anything that can help you deal with cravings can help you make um, better decisions about whether you use or not. Um, Several of the medications, particularly for opioid use disorder, and I'm talking about methadone and buprenorphine, are really helpful in preventing overdose deaths. And that's really, really important um, because I think all individuals who have opioid use use disorder should be presented with options about medications. They should be educated about how they work and how they might benefit them. But even if they do nothing else, if a person is taking those medications, they are less likely to die of an overdose if they're, you know, generally using opioids. So with alcohol, um, it is much less utilized and, um, 
that's disappointing because, again, I think we've talked about how prevalent um, alcohol use disorder is, and there's not usually the overdose potential. I mean, we always hear about alcohol poisonings, but it's not anywhere near the scale of opioid overdoses. So you have a bit more time in helping individuals um, address their alcohol use disorder, but those medications also work to reduce cravings. They can sort of settle your brain, if you will, so that you can better focus on maybe psychotherapy or other more traditional services. Nora Bach with the Missouri Department of Mental Health joins Show Me Today. We're talking about Missouri and, you know, um, combating addiction. Uh, I'm Elisa Nelson. If you missed the first half of our interview, it is available in podcast form. You can just search for Show Me Today. Talk about where uh, medication-assisted treatment is being used within state agencies and and then from a wider audience, I guess, statewide, you know, how's the access looking to uh, uh, medication-assisted treatment? Do we have enough of it, I guess is what I'm saying. So to your first question, um, when we talk about medications being used within state agencies, For DMH, that means our medications available in the programs that we support out in the community. Um, So the behavioral health programs, and for those that we certify and contract with, they must offer medication-assisted treatment. Um, It is an evidence-based practice. And so we expect that um, providers that we uh, support or contract with um, offer that, that very important service. And so it should be be part of their treatment array. Um, the Department of Corrections has utilized um, uh, medication-assisted treatment for a long period, but only recently, and I'm, you should follow up with them, only recently I think have they sort of expanded that and are trying to uh, take it to a, a larger level, um, you know, because overdoses can happen even in those environments. And pre-release is, um, is something really good to focus on because individuals are most at risk for overdose right after they are released from an incarcerated setting, um, particularly because their tolerance for, for their substance and, and opioids specifically puts them at very high risk of overdose. All right, Nora Bach with the Missouri Department of Mental Health. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.